So we created 1,200 square foot of basement or plus. And so that was a great deal. So it took a year and a half to, to build. Uh, the build cost in the end was two million quid, I think. But she sold it for 8.5. So bought it for bought it for 5.5, spent two million on, on it and sold it for 8.5. Hey everybody, I'm Amadeus, and today I'm sitting with a very special guest, Nick, um, from New Projects, Luxury Design and Build. Nick, thanks for, having, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Appreciate nice it. meeting you. Hi. And um, would you just mind, uh, well, first off, how did you get into interior design? Like, what, how did you even get fall into this industry? Well, um, literally all of my life I've been an entrepreneur. So from, the, from 16 years old, um, I used to um, always sort of create new business opportunities and uh, ideas and um, I always, my dream was always about success and uh, working hard and it took me a long time to work out what I was sort of good at and uh, lots of businesses I used to uh, run, cleaning cars, you know, because there's always money. If you clean a car, you can make money. You can make, you know, that's good. So yeah, uh, I had car washes and then I got into uh, property through a friend of mine who um, asked me if I wanted to become a, a land agent. So that is where I used to go out. I used to, through my network, find off-market property, mm. land, and then I would sort of package up to see, can it get planning approval? Can we build a house on there? Can we extend the property? And then, um, you know, basically the end user would sort of pay fees for that introduction. And uh, I did that for some time. And then off the back of that, someone said to me, Nick, if you find a property, here, invest the money. So basically um, I found this tiny flat in Primrose Hill in London, and we bought it for 200,000 quid. It, it was 300 square feet, a studio, so small, smaller than this office. Um, so we bought it, uh, we spent 30,000 pounds on it, and then we did it in about a month, and then we put it back on the market, and we sold it for 350K wow. the first day it was on the market. So that was, um, how much profit was that? That was a over 100k profit. Oh, it was it was it was perfect. So very quick deal. So obviously the investor was very happy. Okay. And off the back of that, we found another property in Fulham, okay. Holyport Road. And this one was a house in the auction with Savills. Okay. We bought it for 550. Spent 200 grand on it, doing a side return, mm -hmm. loft conversion, full refurb. Mm -hmm. Put it back on the market, and we sold it for. 900 I think mm. and then off the back of that 
the neighbours on the property saw our site and said, Nick, can you do our house for me? Yeah. And that's how new started because wow. people wanted us to do their properties. And um, I, what I was always very good at, I was very good at sort of self-promotion and mm. marketing and branding and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's why we created the new brand and we really marketed very, very heavily in the beginning mm. on Google AdWords. Mm, Google Ad, okay, wow. So you jumped over a few things that I do want to touch on. So first off, the car wash. How long have we been, were you doing car washing for? So from, I guess, I learned to clean cars when I was probably 16 years old. Well, Travis, when, when, you, when you're cleaning cars, you've got to sell to the client. So if you've got your nice BMW and you come to me, you're coming to me for a wash or something. Mm -hmm. But I, I need to upgrade you oh, okay. to a full valet. Oh. So instead of a tenner, I want to get 70 pounds off you. Oh. So I would, up, I would upsell. So you were learning sales. I was learning sales okay. and then branding mm. and then marketing. Okay. Because that's all cut. So all the jobs I've done, you know, all the businesses I've had, they've all add to my track record and mm. my knowledge, all my failures. You know, you know, I've made money, I've lost money, I've had ups and downs and ups and downs, and, but it makes you tough. Yeah. So, so, I love it. You know, all the failures you have, it, yeah. you know, don't be afraid to fail yeah. because you've got to fail to learn. Because if, if, you, if you failed, if I failed for the first time in my, at my age now, at 48, I couldn't cope with it. Uh. But because in my life, I've had, you know, I have, I have been bankrupt uh. twice uh, over the last sort of 25 years. Um, it's not the end of the world because mm. it makes you strong. Yeah. You've got to fail. You've got to put everything on the line yeah. all the time. Yeah. And doing that, you are going to take risks. And, you know, and if you do take risks and you do gamble, things do go wrong. But guess what? You know, as long as you're healthy, you're fit, you're strong, you've got your family around you, you keep going and going and going. Fantastic. And Resilient. So, um, and one of the things that I got of it personally was uh, just creativity. Like when you're at your lowest moments, just because you have to make it, you have to pursue. So like that, that creativity kind of comes out. And then, so take me through, what was the, the earliest, you know, failure um, that you've had? You don't have to go into detail, but like, how did you overcome that? Like what, 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 what advice would you give someone who's going through a huge rut and they want to overcome it? Well, the first failure I had was probably in one of the car wash businesses. And um, I, I, I had a unit, I had a factory unit uh, where I come from in Portsmouth, and um, I cleaned all the cars for the main contract, main dealers like mm -hmm. Rover, BMW. They used to we used to do a collection and delivery service. So we got I was doing a hundred cars a week plus. And you had a team around. We had a team. I had okay. probably five or six boys cleaning cars. It used to be a conveyor belt. Used to the cars used to drive in the factory one way and help yeah. clean. Uh, and then we stood collection and delivery. But um, at the time I had sort of, I was young. I think I was like 19 years old at the time. Overstretched myself, became too confident, didn't really have a grip on finances, spending too much, pretending you've made it. And then that's the problem. 
And then when it gets quiet in the quiet spells, because throughout the year, you know, business goes up and business goes down. Um, uh, basically, I think I had, I expanded too quickly. I wanted, I had uh, contract hire vehicles through a, a, a UK company. And um, business went quiet throughout the year. And I had, these, I had these vehicles and I thought, why have I got these vehicles? What's the point? Because I got the vehicles for courtesy cars. So when you drove in, you could leave your car and take a courtesy car. Wow. Just a waste of time. You know, why would you do that? Mm. But I thought I would offer something different, yeah. a customer service, yeah. which is it's an overhead. You don't need it. Mm. So that was my first failure, having having that first car wash business, overstretched myself, got into debt, having finance, and then um, quiet spell came along and I couldn't make ends meet. So, and so one thing I, I wanna ask is, so like, how did you overcome it? You know, so for me, when I went through my, my lowest moment, uh, it was actually quite recently, actually, someone really, someone really fucked me over. Yeah. Like, and then um, it was like, you know, you wake up, you know, you have anxiety. My first time ever having anxiety attacks, yeah. right? And then, wow, I'm kind of talking about this, my heart's kind of like beating a little bit. <laughs> um, but for me, it was like, all right, move. All right, do something. Let's go. All right, find something and just do it. You yeah, know, a, a, a real that. entrepreneur will not dwell on negative mm -hmm. things. You know, long, I, could have the worst, I could have the worst day of my life, but as long as I can go home, have some food, sit down with my family, mm. get to bed as quick as possible, mm. close my eyes mm. and go to sleep. Yes, yeah, so if I do wake up in the middle of the night, two or three in the morning, and you've got these demons in your head, because yeah. things in the middle of the night are always a thousand times worse. Mm. And then when you go to sleep again, and then you wake up at five, six, seven o'clock, you have a little heart palpitation because you're still a little bit nervous what's gonna happen and then you get out of bed brush your teeth have a breakfast and off to work and and get on the phone and deal with these things straight yeah, away and, and that's head that's on what kind of drives you i was listening to a podcast yesterday um you said you watched casey neistat yeah. and um gary v yeah. do you listen to a guy called joe rogan no oh what about like this what about this military guy this yeah. I, I watched the, the one I watched with Casey this morning. He was with this Navy SEAL, yeah. and he was on, he was on about getting up at five o'clock in the morning. Yes, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Him. Yeah. He he was having a conversation like like as humans, we need a struggle to live. Yeah, you know, we need like something to kind of resist against yeah. us. That that's what kind of brings us makes makes us yeah. who we are. And so okay, so past that you you. You've had the car business and then, you know. So that, that was probably when I was 19 years old. And then I had some wacky idea at the time. The Gulf War was starting, the first Iraq Gulf War. And um, I signed up for the Marines. Ooh. And uh, the first time round, you know, I, was, I wasn't really doing much. A bit of a, you know, to be fair, when I was young, I was a bit of a, I was a bit very lazy, mm. you know, I had blonde, long blonde hair, I was a good looking kid, going clubbing all the time, but the girls and, mm. and um, at the time I was going, it was this, this girl and her father was a colour sergeant in Colours. the Marines. Oh, okay. Very strict, very strict guy and he thought he was really good. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to peer, I'm going to piss him off now, I'm going to join the Marines because it's really, to, to join the British Marines, it's really hard. Mm. There's a three day induction course which you, you, to get even to get there, you've got to pass an, a, a really difficult exam. And then once you pass the exam, you go on this three-day induction course in Devon and you go on the commando training course wow. 
endurance course, jungle warfare course, swamps, hard. Mm. So I did that and I passed out. And uh, even to get past there is very, very, is very hard. So I did that. So I'm probably at this time now, probably 23 years old. And uh, I did that. And um, again, I was a little bit spoiled. You know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've now in my commando training course uh, for six months. And um, I was there and I had, a, I had a Rolex on. And, you know, I, was, I, 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 I love luxury stuff, mm. even back then. And the training team used to say to me, Jeffries, what are you doing here, son? Because they knew I had a beautiful bird on my wall. My, all, the, all the boys that used to have their pictures of their people at home. And I used to have my, my blonde girlfriend there. And she said, they used to call me Ken and Barbie, you know, like the dolls. What are you doing here, son? And after four months of really getting beasted hard, going through the commando training course, I thought, it's not for me. Mm. So I, I came out, and but that really gave me discipline. Mm. Even those four months of sheer hell mm. and training physically and mentally, that was good. Mm. That was good. And then when I came out of the Marines, I basically did maybe two years of not much at all, like dossing around. I went to, te I went to Tenerife, that's what I did. Tenerife. It's a Canary Island in okay. Spain. And uh, I sort of, you know, I was 24 years old, partying for two years, behind the bar, drinking, mm. you know, having fun. Mm. It's my gap, it's my gap with year and a half. Mm. So I did that, and then when I came out, when I came back from there, I got back into car washing again. Opened another car wash, um, and, um, and on this one, I was introduced to a guy who um, introduced me to um, a government-backed loan system called the DTI. So what we did then is found car wash sites in the country. We set them up and then we got a car wash person like I don't know who everyone's to start a car wash we used to set them up in the business and we used to get them the loan to buy the business okay so our business was here's a site put you in there give you the loan to buy the site and then you got your own site so we used to do we did we did that in um we did one in Reading uh Gunwolf Keys in Portsmouth and a few other sites mm. Plus, I had a, a drive-through car wash in, in South Sea, and that was quite good. I was earning good money. It was fun, but I never, I never wanted to be known as Nick, the car washer. People used to come into my car wash with their Aston Martins and their Porsches, and, and I think, what am I doing? I want, I want those cars. Mm. So I had to find a way to get into the property business. Well, so there's like, there's so many things that happen within, I guess, like a five-year period. You know, having the car wash and then joining the Marines and then coming back and then getting into, into real estate. I'm sorry, getting into um, uh, interior design. Yeah. Um, but I do want to touch on a few things mm -hmm. in your path before I get into you know, what you do now currently. So you said those six months, or six months or four months in the Marines. So I did, uh, I did, my f I did four months basic training in the Marines. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask. Okay. Yeah. So I want to know, Things that you mentioned was how important sell, selling, branding, and marketing was. Yeah. Why is that something that's a part of you that, that really loves these things? And why do the you trouble think trouble is marketing... everyone, every you have always got to be selling. Okay. 
all the time. You know, when when you when you walk into a situation, uh, you always you know you you want to present yourself in the best possible way, yeah. and you're always you're always talking to other people, and you're always selling yourself. Yeah. You know, so no matter what you're doing, you know, you never know when you walk into a room who you're going to say hello to, and what deal you may be walking away with. Mm. You know, you may go, go into a situation in the evening somewhere and uh, and someone may say to you, oh, what do you do then? Mm. Oh, I'm, I, oh, I do video. And, and then you're selling, aren't you? You're instantly mm. selling. Mm. And then it's a case of a business card and setting up a meeting. Mm. So yeah, I've always, I've always been good at selling and presenting myself well. And me, and obviously now it's social media, it's building your own brand up, isn't it? Um, and that's, I think that's very important to everyone, mm. building their own brand up, being an individual. And that's why speaking the truth and coming, o o coming over, you know, honest and uh, open is cr crucial. Because yeah, it just gives you the head start over anyone else. Because if you can't do that, you know, you know, it's not worth me trying to hide all my negativities mm. because if I do, someone's going to say, Oh, Nick's been bankrupt. He's done this. So what? Yeah. You know, look at all these Richard Branson and Simon Cow and all the top business people, and they've all gone bankrupt mm. once or twice. Mm. Who cares? Mm. Doesn't matter. Mm. You know, this is business. Business is hard. Mm. Um, you know, I'm. All, you know, I, you know, I think as I get older, you know, I, I want. I don't want so much pressure. Um, but you know, I'm. A, I am a real entrepreneur, mm. and. Um, you know, I'm always looking to, in, to for the next big thing mm. and putting myself under pressure. Um, 